0: Hey, this is that band I was telling you about. Check it out.
1: Hello, and welcome to the News of Crush Money podcast. This podcast where two friends listen and discuss a band that one of them personally loves each and every single Monday. The band remains a mystery until after the first song is played, and then the band is revealed and all is right in the world. Kevin. <laughs> Kevin. How are your you turn. doing today? Kevin, your turn.
0: <laughs> it just gets faster and faster.
1: I actually, I'm very surprised. I didn't stumble over anything. I don't. I don't you're think. Just good. Like I, I think I nailed it. Yeah, you're just that good. I, I'm gonna try out for micro machines commercials <laughs> next. Either yeah. and, you're the and uh, new fine print guy. <laughs> oh man, I think I feel like that'd be funny to uh, sit in the studio while somebody tries to record that because. This is all I imagine. I imagine they're they're reading it. Like I have a receipt right here, I'm gonna read it. And I imagine they're reading it like this. Woodman's markets, employee owned, send questions to or comments to, and then they, they just, just like ten times it and it's like Yeah. They have to.
0: It makes the most sense because there's no way people can just talk like that.
1: Except for No, I don't think I don't think anybody Except for the auction guys. Those guys are cool. I mean, granted, I, I do think that people could talk that fast, but whether it would actually come out legibly or audibly, right. I guess you could say. Yeah, I just don't see it happening. No. But who knows? Maybe people are just that good, where they can pronounce words clearly and speak, you know, in ten times speak.
0: Oh, you got those um, those rappers that can do it.
1: Nobody mystical. Yeah, mystical. <laughs> I don't think he's that fast anymore. Busta Rhymes used to be fast, did not he?
0: Didn't he have some fast stuff?
1: Yeah, he was fast. Yeah, I think so. Eminem has some fast stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. Now it's getting real. Now I've got to change who I'm doing this week. Dang it.
1: (laughs) So if you didn't hear, you know, this is a music podcast, and uh, we listen to music. If you haven't already listened to this podcast, we have 150 other episodes that you can go back and listen to us ramble on about Food. music that we like oh, yeah. and uh, stuff that we probably have no business talking about.
0: Yeah, we don't. We don't get too crazy though, right? <laughs> like things that we shouldn't be talking about.
1: Like, I feel like back in the day, early on with this podcast, we were very focused on like getting the hard fact. Yeah, like information. Yeah, you had to be like, <laughs> I had I I had the spreadsheets. <laughs> I had like the, the sheets where it's like, fill out the band name, the location, the band members, all their albums. information about the band.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And I was just like, oh, you know, whatever. We would play Wikipedia games. Yeah, we would do Wikipedia genre. What What was it called? Just Wikipedia genre. Yeah. what, Whoa! 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 Yes, sir. Yeah wikipedia it was more like segment
0: i'm telling you the history of the band when
1: it really should have been just like
0: why you like the band i don't know not that we did anything wrong there's nothing wrong with what we did um
1: yeah i'm I'm afraid to go back and listen to those episodes it's
0: been a lot like every so often i think more when i would suggest things to people like someone who's looking into it and they're like oh what, which episode should I listen to? I'm like, well, listen to this one. Then I'll go and listen to some of it. Just so I'm like, yeah, I do remember that one. <laughs> like,
1: and you're like, cringe. Yeah, like, crap. You're like, oh. Oh, no, no.
0: Like, I, w- I don't want to oh, listen why did to the I very first that? one. The very first one, I'm like, cringe. <laughs> the
1: best is I made you go first.
0: Yeah. Well, no, it wasn't even that. It was just like, we didn't know what we were doing. I definitely didn't know what I was doing. And
1: no. No. I didn't know. Yeah. We didn't know. We just hit record. We we've said this we've before. We've said this a lot of times but this is
0: it's something I like to I like to think back on and I don't care if we've had this conversation before. Like episode one, I was like, uh yeah, in this band. And then episode two, Steve just drops the bomb. Like, yes, now we have a podcast. Steve I ca- I came prepared.
1: You came, you came hard that day. It was <laughs> awesome. I I did I did come pretty <laughs> come prepared. <laughs> oh, you were prepared.
0: That's what we're trying to say.
1: I was prepared.
0: I was prepared. I was. Just, I was, I was. Now we're talking about things that we shouldn't be talking about. <laughs> All right, Steve. We're
1: back. Short and sweet. What would you think? Short <laughs> and sweet. Um, it was question work. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the song was all right. Like it was. I was trying to think about who it could be, and I was like, "Well, he's already done, and this is probably way, way off base." But I was like, "You've already done. He is legend, and that was like, or even like every time I die, where." I'm not saying that this band sounded like it, but it had like that grungy um kind of not punk feel but like grungy rock and roll feel yeah. to it. Yeah. You know, um <clears throat> and like so that dirty rock. I was Yeah, that that dirty rock, the kind of had like that, you know, southern I wouldn't even say southern. It just kind of had that more of like a dirty rock and roll feel. Yeah. Um there and there were even hints which it's surprising to me um that you liked this song um just because it kind of almost had some punk elements to it um maybe not like you know like straight up punk rock or whatever right. but there's definitely some you know, uh, sound just with, with, uh, the, the melody and the, ly- like not the lyrics, but like just how the song was sung. And then even just like some of the, the guitars sounded very, you know, like heavily distorted, mm-hmm. uh, kind of just, you know, punk rock feel kind yeah. of. So I don't, I don't, I mean, I, I don't really know who it is. Obviously. I, I mean, I, I first thought he is legend. And it was like, you know, every time I die, mm-hmm. Um, and then I was thinking like Maylene and the sons of disaster, like trying to find it, but that wasn't, they weren't heavy enough for that. Um, it was just more, it really had more of like a radio rock, uh, punk feel to it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know who it is. Um, yeah. So I, I'll do the
0: reveal and stuff, but the, the song choice was, it's interesting just because, when you when you hear who this is, you're not going to think this is who it is in a way, I guess. And I didn't do that on purpose. I literally picked the song because one of the times I s- saw this band, they opened with this song, and I was just like, "Yes!" <laughs> like it was like one of those just really cool moments, I guess you know. And and I've heard the song before I saw them live, like before I saw them sing that song live. Um, but mm-hmm. it was just kind of like, oh, it was a great a, a great way to start a show. You know what I mean? As you can feel like see sure. they have plenty of energy. Um, <laughs> But, yeah, so anyway, the name of the song, it's actually an opening track. It's called M-80, and then in parentheses, it says Explosive Energy Movement. And the song was on an album called Love, Hate, Tragedy, which was released in 2002. And the band is called
1: Papa Roach. Oh, really? Yeah. Because I was, I was just, I was going to interrupt you and say, "Good Charlotte," but no, <laughs> no it's Papa not. Roach. It was Papa Roach. Yeah. All right, yeah. Which, uh, wow. No, I, <laughs> I, I don't know if I've ever heard another song by Papa Roach other than Last Resort, sure. which is probably very, very common.
0: Um, but like, they've been around since obviously 2000, early 2000. They have an, an album before Infest, which has Last Resort on it. Um, but this is another one of those bands that's been on my list forever, um, since we started the podcast, but it's like, I like their early stuff. I, I veered away from their later stuff, but there's a lot of later stuff that, you know, I'm staring at their album list and I'm like, I don't know half these albums <laughs> like, because, um, not to, to bounce ahead too far, but like in was their debut album, which had last resort and broken home on it. Um, and then this this, this album, love hate tragedy came out. There was their follow up album two years later, and I really liked it, but it was definitely more rock, like more rock, like radio rock, like you said.
1: And then. So do they 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 stepped away from more of that. And the, like I said, I don't know much about uh, Infest other than hearing Last Resort. Yeah. So it, they kind of just felt like another new metal band rap rock thing. Yeah. So is, was that kind of like what Infest was? And then they kind of stepped away from it on this album? Yeah, Infest was very rap rock. Um, he
0: did sing in there and did, you know, like he did in this song, like it's more of just rock songs. Um, I don't -hmm. think they like intentionally said, we're not doing this style anymore. I think they just kind of evolved into what they are. Um, they still have some songs that I've heard, like some of their newer stuff that has like a little bit more of that rapping in it. But I think that's just like his background or the singer's background, you know, having that hip hop background or whatever, rap, whatever you want to
1: call it. Um, punk sound but I mean I feel like you could definitely have lumped Papa Roach in the same category as like Linkin Park or um, I'm trying to think of another rap rock or like Limp Biscuit or right, something like right, that you sure. know and maybe they just didn't want that stigma attached to them and I don't know Linkin Park never really drifted too far away from that but definitely I feel like they were v- with at least last resort and that's all I can reference really <laughs> right. Uh, is that song <clears throat> and not that I disliked that song i, I i'll'll I'll just preface that right there it's one of those songs where I actually listened to it quite frequently and I knew all the words I learned how to play the stupid <laughs> on the guitar right. and because it was whatever but um I didn't listen beyond that and I don't know that they really had that I'm aware of like any major radio rock singles that would have, you know, catapulted them even further. Right. But maybe you can prove me wrong. Yeah.
0: I probably would overall agree with that statement because when last resort came out, I mean, that was, so that album came out in 2000. So that's like new metal era, you know? Um, sure. MTV took it. And so they were just like immediately like in the spotlight. Um, doing a little bit of research and stuff, it's. I found that they were like really hustling their band. Like, cause that's just what you did before the, <laughs> the internet was a prominent thing. Like they would go, if, if For they sure. weren't playing a show, they would go to like the local, whatever, like say the Deftones were playing. They'd go to the the concert and just with a boom box, passing out CDs, selling them, whatever they go to like Limp Bizkit sure. shows, they go to whatever and just push their band. And where eventually people were going to their shows, they caught attention and like um, Warner Brothers gave them a demo deal, and they made this demo with this famous producer, and I forget his name. Um, but then the dude that discovered them, say so to say, got fired or quit or something. And then they're like, "Nah, we're gonna pass on you." <laughs> and so, so sure. DreamWorks like immediately picked them up, and then they recorded it in Fest, and Last Resort was their first single. And that just blew everything up like that. I think I read that that album went what's five times platinum. <laughs> what's that? What do you call that? Five times platinum Infest went because it was just a massive, a that's massive crazy. song for them. And mm-hmm. for me personally, that was one of those albums that I was like, yes, like that's when I was getting into playing in bands and like going to shows like right around that same time. So I was like, perfect for me because then i started wearing dicky shirts because that's what the, the new metal thing was doing like like and i look at their videos today and they're all wearing just black dickies just pants and shirts and i was like oh yeah i started wearing black dicky shirts and black sh- you know like dickie shorts <laughs> i still wear dicky shorts today but um yeah it's just like they probably had a huge influence on me well i know they did but like more than i realized because it's like not that I was into fashion or doing what bands did, but that was just such a plain look. They all were all black when they first came out. I was like, it's probably why I wear Dickies like today (laughs) because you know, (laughs) pop roach. And so infest was, was big for me because obviously it's well documented on this podcast. I had growing up a hip hop to metal sound, you know, just what I grew into. And that was one of those crossover bands that I was just super into. Um, so like Infest is one of those, it's one of those top albums for me personally. So that's why Papa Roach is always on my list, um, and kind of growing with them. I didn't, I didn't stick with them forever, um, because Love Hate Tragedy came out in 2002, and then they had another album two years later called Getting Away with Murder, which I also liked. But it was just again, it was growing more into the to the radio rock, which is fine. Like normally I would get like um, upset about that sort of thing you know kind of even previous episodes where i'm just like yeah they got like too too radio friendly but i think papa roach always had like that in them so it was like i never felt like they sold out or anything stupid like that um but they did have some bigger songs i don't know if any of them ever reached the pinnacle of last resort um but they've, they've definitely had some bigger songs and I'd be curious, like if we went through like some of their bigger songs. If you're like, oh, I've heard that or whatever, but
1: obviously we don't have time for that. Yeah, I would be interested to see if, cause you know how, like on the Switchfoot episode, I was saying, you know, you can go into the store and you could hear a song by Switchfoot or whatever. And if you weren't like necessarily a fan of Switchfoot, you'd just be like, oh, I know this song. I've heard this song before. Right. You know, so I'm interested. I'd be interested to see if the same would be for like for this yeah, band. Yeah,
0: I'm sure there's a couple out there that you may have heard just in passing or and just didn't know. I mean, if in your honest opinion, in the first song, like you didn't, did Papa Roach even cross your mind? Like, no, I don't know. Yeah, no, they didn't. Because not. I mean, again, they had that rap rock thing, and that's why I said you might be surprised when you hear who it is because it's
1: it's the truth. I mean. I was definitely surprised. I mean, I didn't. I didn't hate the song, and that's just not that. Not that I dislike like Last Resort by Papa Roach, but it wasn't necessarily something where I'm like, "Oh, I got to go out and get the album," you know. So, yeah, I liked the song enough on the radio or whatever, um, or on like MTV or whatever, but to go out and actually go see them live or buy the album. No, I didn't do that, right. but I didn't really like have this negative stigma necessarily about sure. them.
0: And actually I was thinking about that while I was you know reading up or watching videos on Papa Roach. Cause I was like, new metal has that stigma that hip hop, rap rock, rap metal. And then the, the image that goes along with all that stuff. But like, I feel like Papa Roach kind of snuck around all that, even though they were insanely popular at one point. Mm-hmm. But I don't feel like they ever felt like, or they ever like were in that grouping. They might be in that grouping now. When you think of like new metal bands from the two thousands, you're gonna think of Pod, Limp Bizkit, Papa Roach, you know, like Corn sure. or whatever. Um, but like they weren't like part of that that clump, I guess. Even though like the first time I saw them, they were opening for Limp Bizkit, um, which that show, like I wanted to touch on that, that was. Um, now I have my concert archives up, Steve. I feel cool. Um, even though I'm not done doing it, I got a lot of my tickets in there. So it says it was October of 2000 at the Bradley Center, and it was the Anger Management Tour. Limp Bizkit was headlining. Eminem was there. Papa Roach was opening. And I remember it says Exhibit was there, and I remember he was supposed to be there, but I think he got arrested that day. I was like, oh, man, I missed out on an Exhibit? But <laughs> Papa Roach was the first band of the show, and like went crazy and they one of the things i absolutely love about Papa roach i've only seen them twice but they have like especially the singer has this insane energy like the entire show and it's just fun like he's a good entertainer he's a good frontman. i think he's an okay singer like as far as his voice and i feel like he's gotten better at singing over time because of the direction that they went into but i'd go see him tomorrow like if they were playing you know i'd, I'd I don't know how often they obviously before COVID. I don't know how often they did like coming to the rave or not, or if it's, they're just like a festival band now. But um, I would definitely pay money to go see him again, just because I'd be entertained. You know, sure. I was gonna send you too, like after this or later or whatever. Put in the show notes. There, you know that, that um, is it. I don't know if it's a TV show or maybe it's mainly YouTube. But Vice, Vice News. And they do a lot of cool documentaries. Sure. So they had like a series of, like the, st- the, what's the word? Stories of a song, and so there was like six episodes. So like one of them was like, the Thong Song, and just like the, the how it was made and all that stuff. And Vice does a really good job of documentary content. And so one of the songs was Last Resort, and I highly recommend anybody watch that. Just be, even if you don't like the song. It's just a really, like, they do a really good job of, like, breaking down what the song means. Obviously, there's a big talk about suicide and how nobody was really talking about that back in 2000. And even so much that when that song was on the radio, it was so edited that you wouldn't even know what he's saying because, like, they edited the word suicide, they edited the word cutting, they edited the word bleeding, they edited the word, obviously, the swears. But it's like it's kind of crazy thinking about 20 years ago this was made and how even though suicide probably isn't still talked about as much but how it's more coming in the forefront um but like the song got so big and it being such a dark topic i think like and i'll put myself in the equation like people like me i was 17 what at the time like oh yeah like this is deep stuff. <laughs> and even if, like, the lyrics aren't, like, top-notch, it's just uh, that's one of the big reasons why Papa Roach stuck out to me was because of the
1: lyrics. Sure. They they, they were able to speak to you on a topic that you weren't even really aware of. Right. <clears throat> you know, and it, it's crazy to think, like, back in the day with Papa Roach and bleeping out all the words and everything, and then you have, like, you know a whole tv show on netflix about teenage suicide right you know how the the different different times that we're in you know right or like we were so we, we were so worried about protecting you know they were, were so worried about protecting you know the youth and not hearing certain things and getting ideas in their heads right and now it's just like no we should talk about this stuff right I think that that's kind of the point. You should talk about it, right? Well, then you hopefully,
0: hopefully pass along the message that hey, you're not the only one feeling depressed or whatever the situation is. Obviously, depressed is one of them, depression. But like, right. even the song is written about his friend. Like, it's not even about him personally. Um, but then the other thing I really thought was interesting, and I not to just keep dwelling on Last Resort, but that's their biggest song to date, obviously. But he said like after, they they were instantly like successful, and you know you go from playing in a little studio space to being on Jay Leno, you know or you know pretty quickly like they went on Warp Tour and he said they were on like some side stage during the day, and like the first show like the barricade was broken because so many people went to go see him. So they immediately I moved to the main stage and then like two weeks later they're right. headlining the main stage just because of how big that song got like immediately. Um, but he said that like their success skyrocketed and then when things kind of calmed down, that's when like it got hard because he goes, now I I was facing things that I didn't have to face, you know, before. And he even got like, not suicidal, but he got really dark to a dark place. He had problems with alcohol and drugs. And I mean, all that's documented with this band, but it's just crazy to think that, like, your your top song was about your friend who's contemplating suicide, and now you're in this place where you're <laughs> doing the same thing. And I'm just like, it's just, cr- like, insane to think about how music can affect people positively and negatively. Obviously, he's still around, and, you know, nothing tragic happened to him. But it just, I don't know, just put, it kind of put a spin on my own brain, like, thinking this song's 20 years old and it 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 helps so many people and then it helped himself. You know what I mean? So sure. I don't know if I'm just babbling at this point, but I'm just like, in general, that's one of those like aha moments with me in music. Like, wow, it's just like music's just the best, <laughs> you know, <laughs> because it, this guy wrote the song about his friend. It probably, it I'll just make a guess, it probably saved people's lives to an extent and then it saved his own life, you know, So just I don't know, music's music's beautiful for that sort of thing. And I'm just babbling and I don't care. But
1: (laughs) No, it's 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 good that, that you could have a band like Papa Roach where they're talking about some hard things in a in a big single and got popular, you know, almost overnight, like you said. And um and to have a song that had more depth to it than, you know, probably was something else that was on the radio at the time um, and actually be able to speak to kids who may, you know, or adults um, that uh, were contemplating suicide or had suicidal ideations or anything like that and be able to like hear, oh, I'm not alone in this feeling and maybe things could be okay, you know, and be able to work through those things. So it's, it's good that they were around for that. And it is interesting and kind of beautiful about music how different music and different songs can be uh, interpreted differently and can uh, actually get people through certain moments in their right. lives and um, it's it's cool that music can do that.
0: Yeah. And I I always felt like I didn't specifically relate but like when you're 17, 16, 18 or whatever you're like oh like yeah like they have a song called Broken Home about him growing up. His parents were divorced. Like I think a couple of other guys too. I'm like, yeah, my parents are divorced. I I understand this song, even though it's like my, my situation wasn't as, as dark as theirs, but it's just like one of those things. Sure. like, yeah, like I love Papa Roach, <laughs> but to go from like infest to the next few albums, I didn't ever like, I wasn't really on board with where they went to and it, it and I'm not saying it's bad, but like I never got to like a disrespectful state either. I was always like, yeah, I'm like, I like this era of Papa Roach, and I'm okay with that. But like even some of their later stuff I heard, I'm like, ah, not for me. But uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I mean that's understandable. Yeah.
0: But it was just like it's it's again another one of those like impactful bands for me. But I just kind of stuck to where I was at, and I was okay with that.
1: I'm okay. With You're that okay too. with
0: that. So for a second song, I went back to Infest. I kind of struggled picking it because I know, I know there's oh, these songs mean more to me than probably some other people, but or like just that time in my life. It just was a it was a big big thing for me. So I I had trouble picking what song I liked, but I decided to go with um, a song called Between Angels and Insects, and I just remember loving this song like it was always one of my favorites on the album and i loved the video um back in back in that day and so that's what i went with so we're gonna check this one out and here we go
2: there's no money there's no only obsession. I don't need that. Take my money, take my obsession.
0: All right, There it is, second song. I wanted to pick that one. Another reason that I didn't mention before because I wanted to bring a little bit of that rapping that he used to do um, because that's what I liked. So.
1: Well, and if you played that song first, I would have more than likely guessed Papa right. Roach. Yeah, for sure. Because that sounded like the Papa Roach that I'm familiar like with. Papa Roach Steve knows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have to put an explicit label on I know. this uh, episode. He was angry now. in
0: that song. Thanks, Kevin. Got to do it. <laughs> <He's> speaking truth. <laughs> Did you have any thoughts on that one? I don't. I know uh, this style isn't up your alley too much, but
1: just wanted to. Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of was very similar to, you know, what I expected Papa Roach to right. sound like, um, especially just knowing Last Resort. Um, I'm. Intrigued to hear more of the second album, just because I feel like they they changed yeah. and they went in a different direction than just doing, you know, this concept, right. and I, I I'm kind of happy that they did not not that the song whatever my feelings are with the song, I'm happy that they were able to go beyond just like what the stigma is for this right, band. For sure. You know, like they didn't just stick with, you know, what they, what they got famous right. for. And they kind of branched off and did some other stuff. Um, I, the song was okay. Um, it definitely isn't like radio ready or anything right. like that, obviously. Um, but, not that that's what I'm listening for when it comes to music. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it was I mean, if you think good. about it,
0: 20 years ago, this was, like, the thing for a minute. Um, yes,
1: this was the thing for one and hot And
0: to, to tack on to your point, yeah, they evolved for sure. So, And that's a good thing because they've been able to have a a long career and put out nine albums, you know, and they're... <laughs> apparently working on one now with the COVID that they, they dr- were just forced to stay home and they wrote an album. So, um, yeah, I mean, they're a hardworking band. They put out an album every couple of years and constantly toured for a while and they probably fell off my radar for the most part, just because it's like I was in other things maybe, but, um, yeah, I mean, like I said, I'd, I'd love to go see these guys in concert again, whenever concerts come back and hopefully not just the festival setting, but you know, if they come through the rave or the House of Blues or something again, that'd be cool. So, that's about all I got. Though overall, I, I it's another uh, another notch on my belt to where, you know, this is one of those bands that shaped some of my musical taste and got me into playing live music and being in a band. So, had to eventually bring them to the podcast. But here we go.
1: Yeah, the notch the notch on your belt holding up your dicky shorts. No.
0: I usually don't wear the belt with dicky shorts. <laughs> <laughs>
1: i love how no, you're just like no. no no
0: yeah no my dicky shorts no, no belt and my i have a i still have a couple of the dicky button-up shirts maybe just one left but i mean even when i played shows i was wearing the dicky shirt so it's like i did it i didn't i was part of it <laughs> you're you're emulating papa and roach you, you didn't, didn't even know, know it. it yeah and they're so comfortable <laughs> and they last forever <laughs> There's the the pair of gray sh- there, uh, I have a pair of gray Dickey shorts that are older than my kids and I still wear them so it's like I have a video of us playing a show and I'm wearing the gray shorts that I still wear today so they last forever we should be sponsored by Dickies yeah never
1: watched <laughs> at, le- at least at least yeah. you yeah never never, never watched washed. oh anywho that's no, I, I'm I'm happy that you showed me uh, the first song uh, that you played me for Papa Roach, just because I would never have yeah. guessed that they sounded like this, and it now makes me understand how they could have a career where they have nine plus, nine albums or whatever, and you know twenty plus years as right. a band. Because I'm like, how can you just keep recreating I like keep Last Resort yeah. over and over? Not, no, no, yeah, not necessarily. Like I get I. I get it, but it just feel like it felt like that style was kind of played For out. Sure, I mean, um, I think they I
0: mean, as a, it was a flash in the pan, and they happened to just be right there at the right time. Not that they didn't deserve what success they have, but I just, yeah, like like you said, it's it's good they evolved into a little bit more. So, yeah, if you ever do check that album yeah, out, let then- me know what you think. And I mean, I listened to the whole thing just yesterday. I was like, "Oh yeah, this is definitely a lot more rocky sound than
1: Infest," but yeah, no, for sure. I it had way different uh, feel than I would have ever expected a Papa Roach album yeah. sound.
0: So. Sweet. All right, so that's it for this week. Yeah, if yeah. you guys uh, have any cool Papa Roach stories, reach out to us. Social media, email, whatever you got to do. Follow our podcast. Give it a subscribe. Give it a like. Give it a share and come back next week where steve's gonna just never mind i'm not gonna say <laughs> i was gonna i was gonna bring back the, the statement from earlier i can't do yeah, that <laughs> no don't do that he's gonna show us another band
1: <laughs> oh goodness yeah well, that'll, that'll happen. happen so thanks for joining us this week and steve we'll see you next monday
0: Yeah, this is dera- like derailed. It's not even just an exclamation. It's two exclamation points. Oh, God. But this, <laughs> hearing you laugh like that brings me so much joy. So I loved your reaction to that. And then this week, Steve just dropped the inappropriate bomb.
1: <laughs> oh. The best was I just like had a brain fart. Yeah, I it was just the spacing like, like of the paused words. at the absolute wrong spot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, so we got some music this week. I have picked the band. Dear Lord, I hope we have music. And um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, yeah. Music Crush Monday. This is what we do. We listen to music and we talk about it.